Welcome to Timber Nook Tips. Welcome to Timber Nook Tips. Jeff Johnson here with Angela Hanscom. How you doing, Angela? I'm doing great. I'm glad you're doing great. Uh, last episode got me, I was thinking in the back of my head, I'm, t- I'm holding on to a hunk of rope the whole episode because I, I wanted to get m- more conversation from you about rope. I think I think rope and young children are a delightful conversa- com- combination. And I also know a lot of early learning settings are, are terrified of letting children play with, with bits of rope longer than maybe four inches because they they worry about choking and strangling and and safety and all these kind of things and so what are your thoughts about rope play and keeping it safe and manageable I guess yeah no that's a great question we use rope a lot um and duct tape (laughs) um but no the children will often use it appropriately um and they use it when constructing and building items. So they see it more as um, a tool, just like duct tape. (laughs) Yeah. Um, To be able to accomplish a goal. So uh, the examples we just used are are something, you know, like when they were taking the milk crates to trap wolves in their play, Mm -hmm. they needed rope to be able to hang the milk crates up from the trees. Um, They will often use it to, create forts and be able to tie knots. Um, it's really good fine motor for learning how to tie knots sure. and um, cutting cutting the rope is a great fine motor skill. Um, but it's, it's almost one of our fundamental uh, pieces of equipment that kids use. There have been times where kids will try to use it for like they might tie it around their neck or something. We, so that's why we're there. Um, we're there for safety. So we're, we are constantly supervising the kids. So even though we purposely will reduce our presence, doesn't mean we're not watching them. And mm-hmm. so if we see that we right away go up and we remind them and often it just takes one reminder and that's it. Cause they, that mo- that play is so motivating. They want to keep it going. And so they will, um, they will change their behavior with that. Um, we have had kids try to like tie each other up, <laughs> like where they're like, um, almost like they're like, you're uh, like a cops and robbers type thing. Yeah. Where they're like, I'm going to tie you to the tree. Um, so usually when that happens, I will go over and say, is everyone okay with this play? And they all say yes or no. And then we'll, and we'll help facilitate. If they are okay, we might stand closer just because we, we, uh, we recognize they're playing, but we have to, be, you have to just kind of be careful about that. Um, but for the most part, we don't see a lot of that. We see, I think that's happened maybe t- two or three times in 10 years. Yeah. Um, so we, oh wait, we did one time have children try to lasso sheep that are walking through. <laughs> it's not our <laughs> own, <but a> different property. <laughs> but like the sheep, re- real sheep? Like, yeah, the sheep were in New Zealand, the sheep oh. were quicker than the kids. But yeah. <laughs> But besides that, yeah, they, for the most part, will use it for structural building of their forts. 
Imagine um, the imagine the surprise in that kid's face if they actually would have got one of those sheep because I'm guessing that sheep would have made a beeline in the other direction. That would have been great. Um, yeah. You know, that's that's pretty much my experience too. Because again, kids are more concerned about keeping the play moving. They're they're not suicidal. They don't want to be hurt or hurt each other for the most part. Most of the time, when those things happen, it's it's unintentional and accidental. Um, again, there's always that that uh, outlier where there's a kid who maybe has that that in them uh but it doesn't happen very much and and so those those times where something truly dangerous or hazardous can happen are are very minimal and if you're you're in and you don't even need to, again you talk about making yourself smaller in the environment you can be 20 foot away and uh, just with a hey you could grab their attention when they start putting it around somebody's neck or something. And, and I mean, kids can, I mean, they, they know what choking feels like because they've, they've played enough and they know that that's what that rope is going to do around the neck. And so they're, they're, they're pretty good at self-policing and keeping those kind of activities safe because, because of their prior world experience and knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really important to teach them those skills. Like, you know, same with fire skills. We, we allow them to do fire, but you, you can't just, you have to talk about it with them and, and be there to guide them, you know, same, same with the rope. Like if they're using it appropriately, it's fine. It's, and it's also the same with tools, you know, like we, we use tools sometimes, but they have to be trustworthy. They can also lose the privilege to play with something at Timbernook. Uh-huh. So if they are using something and they're not listening, like they're trying to hurt another, then they can lose that item um, yeah. as a consequence. Cause it's all a privilege to be able yeah. to play like, yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't think, I think we forget that rope is, it's a technology. It's a tool. When we, when we talk about STEM science technology, we forget that just about, I mean, technology is a, a, a way to make things oh. easier. Yeah, and and so we for, can be very dangerous. Yeah. And, and so we, we forget that that rope is a technology that that these kids, most kids have had very little experience with. And um, and, and the way you learn how to use a technology is to have some some guided, supervised uh, experiences with the technology. Um, what's for, what's your go to rope cutting method out in the wilds of Timbernook? Are you scissors or knife people? Um, so. Usually we give the kids scissors. Yeah. I, I didn't know if they're all walking around with their own pocket knives or no, something. Like I know, just, I know some kids in, in some programs in Europe um, have, have five-year-olds out there in the forest with, with their, their own knives, but. Yeah, we don't, it's just because a lot of times when we have like summer camp, we don't know all the kids and to just like give them all knives. Yeah. <laughs> like we, yeah. You know, we don't know the children, but um, if we do knife skills, it's usually going to be a little more supervised so they're usually around the circle and there's an adult right there um overseeing it but they, we don't allow them to have that as a loose part just because that's a little bit more tricky yeah yeah it's a little bit harder to manage um so what i, I was wondering about uh, about knots you said they they often they'll use the rope for for fort building and that kind of stuff do you is there any direct instruction on here's a good here's a good knot for securing things or is it just them twisted and tied and figure it out for themselves or is it a mixture we they do their own knots we used to do it that way back when Timberlake first started we would actually do knot tying lesson and then they would have that skill going into Timberlake but now Timberlake's not it's moved away from adult directed activities 
and it's just it's all about their play experience yeah we do have a school that's a trained certified school it's a public school and they actually have um a physical education uh teacher that does outdoor education and so she'll do knot tying and she'll teach them skills that they can use in Timbernook. so i think you could definitely do that but yeah, I mean, if so, having that knowledge just so that if somebody's interested, because I, 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 I'm interested in the timely use of direct instruction. I mean, sitting a whole group of kids down and trying to teach something at them when most of them might not care is pretty inefficient and a waste of everybody's time. But when there's in the moment when somebody wants to learn something, direct instruction is a a great tool. So, um, and and along those lines, I've been thinking on my my Playvolution HQ website of adding um, some posts about different kind of lashing knots and that kind of stuff, not for kids, but for so the adults know those things. So when they're trying to do that kind of activity out in the out in the wilds of the playground with kids, they've got the the skills themselves. Oh, absolutely. One thing we do is um, not necessarily not tying anymore, but like if we're doing, um, they're making their own bow and arrows because they're going to play with it later. Sure. We will actually only select a couple kids at a time around the fire circle. So they'll be making their bows. Well, so we're not interrupting the play. So the kids are still playing and then we'll rotate them in. To yeah. Do yeah. I think so that's something a... like that would be appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, I mean, especially if that bow and arrow is something they're super interested yeah. in. Right, <laughs> and, and they're hearkening back to uh, about five episodes ago. Back to sticks. There's another thing to do with sticks, bows, and or arrows. Are you making your own arrows too? Um, so we use like dowels, so that uh -huh. they sure. Yeah. Although some of the kids will try to sharpen them. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I did um, is I, I took just a, a little hunk of, take it like a branch about, uh, I don't know, two inches, inch and a half in diameter, and then drill a hole in one end um, and then glue the dowel in there. And so they get that blunt, that blunt yeah. end on the arrow. And that worked out, <laughs> that worked out real good. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. um, so, so this has been fun. Um, I, I, I wish people, um, whether you're out in the wilds or on your own playground or even for inside play would get a little bit more comfortable, um, with, with playing with a rope because there's so much that can be done with it. I mean, I've seen kids hoisting things up on the, on the slide and, and pulling friends up the, up the slide and, and, and all, all kinds of things. Uh, we had a great forest school experience with, with about, uh, uh, half a dozen kids chasing my wife, Tasha around the forest with a uh, hundred foot long lengths of rope to lash her to trees because it was a, I think it was a pirate thing going on uh, that day. And so there's just so much, there's so much good in it. I think, I think a lot of programs are, are more fearful of it than they need to be. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it, it's funny you said that. Cause like, even with rope, like pulling, they'll pull each other up, like when they're sledding too. Yeah. And we do that in therapy. We actually um, try to simulate that where they're working on their upper body um, and core strength through doing that. So there, there's so much, there's a lot of benefits to using rope and play. Hey friends, do you have a favorite kind of rope? No, all kinds. <laughs> <laughs> twine. I, we twine is like a really easy tip for kids to use. And then like really thin rope, mm -hmm. but then when it's also fun to have the really thick rope where they can play and pull each other up. And yeah. Stuff. And I mean, those big ropes, just the weight of it 
yeah. um, is, is, is an experience. So lots of, like everything else, lots of variety, lots of variables and lots of time and space for those interactions. And you as a thoughtful adult tuned in and engaged and, and looking out for health and safety, but not putting yourself in the middle of things, letting the kids own the experience. Yes. Any final thoughts on that one? No, I think that was great. Hey, get some rope, people. Thanks for listening to Timber Nook Tips. Back soon with another episode. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Timber Nook Tips. Share your questions and comments at playvolutionhq.com slash podcast slash Timber Nook. For more Angela, visit timbernook.com. For more Jeff, visit explorationsearlylearning.com. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.